There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. We co-host Paint Suit Politics, a podcast seeking nuance in political conversation. Along the way, we've realized the rest of life is filled with nuance, too. So we come here each week to commemorate the moments in our lives, moments beyond birthdays, weddings, and funerals, that deserve celebration. It's an opportunity to see ourselves in a new season and to reflect on the messiness of living wisely. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Nuance Life. If you are a new listener, we're so glad that you're here. On Pantsy Politics, we find that our conversations really get us connected to the rest of our lives, and we don't have enough time to talk about everything over there. So So we're coming here, and the first thing that we do every week is share commemorations, so moments in listeners' lives that are worth celebrating, and then we share our own commemorations, and this is just a way for us to acknowledge that like, there's more to life than weddings and funerals. If you like The Nuance Life, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes, which helps more people find the podcast. So today we are going to start off with a commemoration from Kate. Kate is one of our longtime listeners, Kyla's best friend. They live 2,000 miles away. They had gotten to know each other and forged a friendship when they worked together in Boulder, Colorado. But 10 years ago, her husband and her made a decision to move back east to be closer to their family, which really changed her relationship with her best friend, because now that was a long distance relationship. She says, during that time, we both had children and connected over our shared parenthood experience. But the other stuff, the deeper soul filled stuff that we used to talk about seemed harder to connect on. Then I heard that episode where you inferred that your weekly conversations were therapeutic. At the time, I was suffering from postpartum depression and anxiety and needed my best friend. I needed her back in my life on a cellular level. So I proposed that we have a non-negotiable weekly phone call date. The rules were simple. Every week for at least 30 minutes, although it's usually more like an hour, to talk about something related to your podcast or something else meaningful happening in our lives that week. This was a year ago, and we've been honoring that weekly phone date ever since. Sometimes one of us will propose a topic ahead of time via text, or sometimes we'll just let the conversation evolve naturally. But in the spirit of the honest and open dialogue during your podcast where you prioritize your relationship over everything else, we are prioritizing our relationship despite our physical distance and making each other an important part of each other's lives. We don't pretend that this is therapy by any stretch, but we understand why you both have talked about this topic of conversation as therapeutic. Having a best friend, someone to share life's challenges and joys is the best prescription for a happy life. I'm so much happier when Kyla is a regular part of mine. It's so sweet. I love this, Kate. I have a really hard time with phone conversations, but I think that what Kate and Kyla are doing kind of encapsulates why I struggle with phone conversations Because I love the idea of saying we are going to have a deep discussion right now. I think I always feel on the phone like it's not an appropriate place for a deep discussion and I don't go there anymore, you know. But I love the idea of saying, no, this is the whole point. This is what we're going to do. We're really going to talk to each other and really listen and talk about something that matters. And I'll be honest, this really made me kind of crave a similar standing appointment once a week for myself. And so thank you for that inspiration, Kate. 
I've been talking nonstop about this book I recently read, Raising Human Beings, which we'll link to in the show notes. It's so good. And at the end of the book, he really expands beyond what these type of connections mean with our kids. And he starts talking about some of our sort of cultural problems surrounding a lot of what he talks about in the book. And one of the things he talks about is, you know, look, we're big friends of therapy on Pantsuit Politics and the Nuance Life. We love therapy. We both go to therapy regularly. But he was like, you know, why do we need to lean so much on therapy? We should have connections with each other that are soul-giving, that we should have these relationships in our lives and our families, with friends, with our community, where we can talk about other things where we can talk about our problems, where we can share our concerns and our philosophies. Like we don't need to have just one space to do that, especially when it's a paid professional. There needs to be lots of input and output in our emotional lives. And I think that's so important. My female friendships are just essential. I love the idea of a standing phone conversation. I don't love the phone. I lean really heavily on Marco Polo, which is an app in which you can film video messages for each other. So it's like a conversation, except you can't interrupt because you got to wait until they're finished talking, (laughs) which is good for my personality for lots of reasons, as any longtime listeners of the podcast will understand. And, you know, it's just constantly checking in with each other. We're always sort of processing someone's problem. I have this sickness I can't get over, or I don't like this. Do I need a bench here for my indoor plants? Or this guy at this, my work is driving me crazy. Like we're just, we're with it. We're standing by each other. We're talking about our problems. We're sharing our thoughts on sex and marriage and parenting and values and church community. And it's just such, it's like she said, it's life-giving. It is absolutely life-giving. I think I have not developed that because when I was working full-time At a job that took at least 45 minutes on the best day to get to and from, I always felt like I was running at a deficit with relationships in my life. And so because I felt like I was running at such a deficit with being a good spouse to my husband, being a good mom to my children, being a good daughter to my mother, any free time went to those relationships. And I think lots of people are out there feeling that way, you know, that I spend so much time working that I'm behind with these people who are closest to me. And I just don't have it in me to invest more time in an extensive network of friends. And let me just say, please do not follow in my footsteps if you are living that life right now. If you are a young person, especially who's getting into work and starting to feel yourself doing that, like, don't do that. Because I am a much better partner to Chad, mom to my kids, daughter to my mother, because of the time that I spend talking to you, Sarah. And I know as I build out more good friendships in my life that they are so life-giving that it really does make me better in those other relationships. And so, you know, I hope that I can continue to work on spending more time with those friendships and that. Kate and Kyla are inspiring lots of people right now with their weekly date. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, Things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, 
Did your mom have lots of close female friendships growing up? My mom has always had a best friend. So her best friend from college, I think she would still say is her best friend today. I think she would also say that my sister and I are really close friends of hers, which I know is maybe a little bit of a difference between your relationship with your mom. I know you guys are close, but I think it she would probably put it differently than my mom would. But my mom did not spend lots of time with other women. The church community was kind of the network of people for both of my parents. And they did have very close friendships. There were couples that we ate dinner with every single Sunday evening. And so my parents had friends. They felt like my parents' friends, not my mom's friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I think so much of it is just what you saw. And I had a, my mom is amazing at this. She's a sister who she's really close with. I'm always super jealous of that relationship. I wish I had a sister. But she has a group of high school friends, female friends that they've been together since high school that she gets together with regularly. She has college friends, her best friends from college, her first trip through college that she still goes and travels with regularly. They just took a retirement trip to the Biltmore. Then she has her friends from like a group of women who were she made friends with at her very first job at the Kentucky Department of Highways. And they play cards like I think once a month, twice a month. They're playing they're, that's Those are her card playing buddies. They get together regularly and they live very different lives, but they all still get together. Then she has female friends from church that they've like remained friends. Now, they're a couple friends, too. So they get together as a couple, but she's always getting together with them. And then she still gets together with like basically like every sort of work everywhere she worked or went to school for a long period of time. She still gets together with like she still gets together with her friends when she worked at my high school and all this. And I just realized I followed I just watched her do it. My grandmother, like I remember going to tea with my grandmother and her really good friends. One of my grandmother's best friends traveled with us when her and my mother and I went to Europe for the first time. So it just I think I just saw it and I don't I didn't know any other way. Like you just you picked them up. You stayed in touch. You met regularly. You talked. And that's how I am. I have friends from high school who I still talk to regularly. I have dear friends from college and law school who I talk to at least a couple times a week. And so I just I think that's part of it. It's like it's just what you saw. And my mom and my grandmother always consistently showed me an example where they highly prioritized these female friendship. And my my dad's mom, too, is the same way. And so I just I mean, that's just what I saw. Like, I just I saw it being so life giving for them, so important to their mental health. And it was never presented as like, I need to pick my like my husband is my primary relationship. And so this isn't important to me. So I think so much of it with particularly with regards to female friendship is the example you see growing up. I think that's true. And I also think it's how you conceptualize your role in relationships, because something that Mm -hmm. I sort of fight is that I always kind of have been friends with people through hard things. And I feel like sometimes once we come out the other side of those hard things, the relationship sort of dissipates a little bit. And I'm not blaming that on anyone else that like I am the common denominator here. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that is my thing to work through. I've also just changed a lot. Like, I don't live near my high school. You know, I I got really choked up while we were in New York because my very best friend from elementary school posted about seeing us on Morning Joe, and it just touched me so much. It's not that I move and there's a lack of affection for anyone. I'm just not great at staying in touch. And I think in my life now, too, I sort of wait for people to scoop me up instead of trying to be the driving force because I've had so many experiences where I've sort of 
moved on from something and and it's just sort of faded away. And I don't have negative feelings about any of that. I'm so grateful for every person that's ever been a part of my life. But I am still kind of looking for that like close, constant, like doing life together connection that Kate and Kyla are talking about and that you do with your Marco Polo people. I have lots of people that I love and enjoy and spend time with and I'm grateful for. I I really still am kind of looking for that we're in this together group outside of you, yeah. of course. I think part of it, too, for me was being an only child. Like I saw my I saw my mom give that example, but I also saw my mom had a sister and two brothers and I'm an only child. And I really wanted that. Like you said, just that that life giving we're going to do this together. We're in it together person to be with me because I felt like I'm going to be lonely later in life. You know, like I'm going to need that that sort of lifelong connection. I mean, my one of my dearest sister friends, Elizabeth, who. We forged a friendship in college, but I think stayed connected because we got married at the same time. And she had a child earlier than me, but we were both sort of primarily stay-at-home moms. And so we bonded over that. They're who we vacation with every summer. And, you know, I it's like we're we're just so far in at this point. Like when I feel like, oh, no, who when I'm old is going to like help take care of me or help me sort out life and who's going to be my sister? I'm like, oh, no, it's Elizabeth. Elizabeth, (laughs) calm down. (laughs) You have your people who will hold your hand through everything and will be there no matter what. I think part of it is just going out and searching for that because I watched my parents who were part of big families have that connection to their siblings. And I just went out and made my own sisters, man. Well, next up, we are going to do a little commemoration of our own. Thank you, Kate and Kyla, for sharing your tradition with us. I love this ritual. I'm very inspired by it. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk about my first experience of being a client. Zola, the wedding company that will do anything for love, is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. From engagement to wedding and decorating your first home, Zola is there, combining compassionate customer service with modern tools and technology, all in the service of love. Zola makes registering for newlywed life so easy. The Zola store has the widest selection of gifts at all different price points. There's something for every guest to give. Guests love free shipping and returns, price matching, and more. Over 500 top brands from OXO and Cuisinart, Sonos, and Airbnb. You can also create a fund for your honeymoon, future home, new puppy, anything you want. Plus, register for gift cards to your favorite brands like Delta, Southwest, Hulu, Home Depot, and more. They also have the best Best completion discount, 20% off remaining gifts on your registry starting right after your big day. And that completion discount on all these different brands, that's a big deal. No, totally. Every time we we talk about Zola, I'm like, could I have a vow renewal and make this work? I mean, I'm not. I did just at 15. I feel like I passed my opportunity and now I'm going to have to wait till 20 to use Zola for my 20th vow renewal because it sounds so amazing. My grandmother said that we should all have showers every 10 years because all your stuff wears out. Your stuff wears out. And you need to do it again. And I feel like Zola would be perfect for that. Let's just do it. Let's make it a thing. 10 year showers. I'm ready. To start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash life. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash life to start your Zola experience. Beth, while we were in New York City, you had an experience you wanted to commemorate on The Nuance Life. 
Yes. So we had lots of commemoratable experiences <laughs> over the past week, including our first television appearance, which was amazing, and then our second. One thing that really struck me as we met with Barbara, who is working with us on publicity for our book, is that going into her offices and meeting with Barbara and her husband, who is part of her team, was the first time that I have really felt like a client in a professional setting. I have been a service provider and part of the infrastructure that provides services for my entire career. And even with people who work with us, I think right now I feel a sense like Sharon, our agent, I just feel so grateful to her for reaching out to us. You know, there are lots of people who we work with, but this was the first time I ever really felt like this is a person who we engaged to do something for us. And I just get to walk in here and talk about what we need. And it was fabulous. Yeah, it was also helpful. It was just a really good meeting. Like she really was listening to us and trying to think through all the different ways that we sort of have something to offer in a PR standpoint and not just promoting our book. It really was. It was a great experience to feel listened to and to feel heard and to feel like she was ready to just make our dreams come true. Well, and I think it made me value a lot of my professional experiences, too, because I thought I know how to be a good client. Because I've had lots of clients, right? And I understand that a good client is more of a driving force, that you're not the person who just sits and responds to questions. Because clients who just sit and respond to questions, sometimes it's really hard to understand what they actually want. And so I felt really free to say, here's what we actually want. And here are some ideas we have about how to get that. And here's what we're trying to do. And here's the purpose. Like, I understood that you need to tell your whole story, that more information is better because of my previous experiences. And look, just, you know, sometimes I am less charitable toward my experience as a lawyer than I should be, right? Mm -hmm. I look back on that time and I think of it as kind of a big mistake. But this was a moment when I felt really, really grateful for it because it did help me do what I'm doing now, even though they seem ridiculously far apart from one another. It really connected for me. Like, these are skills I need to bring in this new situation. I really bristle at the idea of Looking back on things you wish you hadn't done and trying to take something good out of them falsely, because I just I feel like it's like the everything happens for a reason. And I just have such a negative reaction to that, that I've sort of thrown the baby out with the bathwater. And I do need to take a breath and say, like, you were doing the best you could. You gained from it. And that's okay. Like the idea do is the expectation that you would move through your life and every experience would be. 100% the right decision? No, of course not. So when you just release yourself from that and be like, yeah, all things are true. You weren't going to make a perfect decision every time. Things can still be gained and you can still acknowledge that you wish you'd done things differently. You know what I mean? It's just hard. It is hard, but I feel like it's something I'm getting better at as I get older because I, I can be grateful for things. I can recognize what came out of them. I can still think like, gosh, I wish I hadn't have said that or done this or spent time with this person, or treated this person that horribly. Like, I do have genuine regrets. I don't feel like a no regrets kind of girl at all. I have regrets, big ones. And at the same time, I can look at my life and say, on balance, everything has contributed to where I am now. That doesn't mean it was a necessary part of my story. 
And it doesn't mean that it's a part of my story I would do over again. I got lots of wouldn't do that again. But on balance, I am happy with my life and grateful for it. And I can see how everything added to where I am in this moment. Before we wrap up the show, we did want to say that we have a new book out. And for those of you who are solely the Nuance Life listeners, know that I think you're wrong, but I'm listening. A Guide to Gracefield Political Conversation is about so much more than politics. Our biggest compliments, our favorite reviews are the people who say, this book is helping me think about myself and all hard conversations, not just conversations about politics differently. So we would love for you guys to check out the book. You can get it on all major websites. And if you've already checked it out or read it or bought it or are listening to it, then we would love a review on Amazon. Every review helps more people find our book. So Please, if you have time, go post a review on Amazon. Thank you so much for joining us. Keep your commemorations coming. We love celebrating with y'all. And we'll be back in your ears on Friday on Pantsy Politics and here next Wednesday. Until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Nuance Life is produced by Dylan Garvin. Elise Knapp is our production assistant. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. The Nuance Life is listener supported. For $5 a month, you'll receive an extra episode of The Nuance Life at patreon.com slash The Nuance Life. You can connect with us on our website, thenuancelife.com, and follow us on Instagram.